0: Well, this morning, I want to look at a uh, passage of scripture that we don't usually talk about at Thanksgiving, but as, as I was reading this, I, I just really feel that, that this just really exemplifies um, uh, the dangers of missing out on Thanksgiving, of, of having a wrong heart, of forgetting um, uh, the foundation upon which we stand. And it also gives us hope um, uh, and and a challenge uh, to change that direction. So I want to look in Luke chapter 15. If you've got your Bibles, Luke chapter 15, uh, starting in verse 11. And we're going to look at the parable of the prodigal son. And uh, I I believe that hopefully we can open up some new uh, uh, things that it has for us and uh, can hopefully uh, encourage us, and maybe even uh, give us some insight to ourself that uh, can help save a lot of uh, problems. Let's start reading uh, Luke chapter 15, verse 11. And Jesus said, there was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. And not many days later, the younger son gathered all that he had, and he took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. And so he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, Who sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. And he was so longing to be fed, even with the pods that the pigs ate, and yet no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but yet I perish here with hunger? I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fatted calf and let's kill it and we are going to eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his older son was also in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants, and he asked, What do these things mean? And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry, and he refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, But he answered his father saying, look, these many years I have served you and I've never disobeyed your command, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours has come, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. And the father said to him, son, you are always with me and all that is mine was always yours. It is fitting that we celebrate and be glad for this your brother was dead and he is now alive. He was lost and is now found. I want to look at the dangers of forgetting to live in a heart of thanksgiving. And these are very clear. And I think we need Sometimes we're reminded to be thankful for things. But I don't think the need is really to be thankful for the things. As much as it is, the danger is to forget to have a thankful heart. See, a thankful heart does not need things to be thankful for. It is simply a heart that is centered on gratitude, on graciousness. And I think being a thankful person is more than just being thankful for things or thankful for uh, uh, circumstances. I think God wants us to be thankful people, just to be gracious, to understand who we are. And, And I think when we truly understand who we are and we are content we are satisfied, and we are motivated by who we are, then I, I believe, then the thankfulness for things uh, just becomes the natural outflow of our heart. And so today I want to look at what is the base uh, outlook of your heart. Um, In this story, the one center is the father. You see, he's the center of the story. He is the source of the story. And then we see two different um, uh, uh, ways that we can move outward from the center. And I think these things Uh, uh, tempt us and pull us to go to either one of two extremes where God is calling us that we need to be people of graciousness who know our center and our center is our father. When we live as children of our father, when we realize that our purpose is being with our father, that we are meant to live out purposes of our Father, to live with our Father, to love our Father, to be content, to be satisfied with our Father's business. You see, when we truly appreciate our Father, when we value what our Father is doing, and we get involved in that, and and we take ownership of that, and, and yet we humbly submit ourselves to our Father, then we find that centerness of gratitude. That's the heart of Thanksgiving because we are just thankful for who we are. Um, We are satisfied as children of our Father. And when we find that place in our life that, that our whole life revolves around our God, when our life revolves around our Redeemer, our Savior, and we are satisfied with that. We appreciate that. Our, our, all of our thanksgiving is just on being a child of God. And then we live in that direction. Then we will respond in thanksgiving to all the other things that come our way. So I want to encourage you. That's kind of our point today, to bring you to that place. But we need to look at what pulls us away. The first thing that pulls us away is this idea of taking it for granted. And when we take it for granted, we devalue who God is. We devalue what God has to offer us. It becomes a consumer mindset where all we're thinking about is feeding our desires. And that was the younger son. He said, Dad, give me what what you've got for me because I want to go out and and, and I want to just enjoy life, right? I want to consume life and just get the most out of life, not realizing that he already had all of life at his fingertips. But yet we are pulled. We are deceived into thinking that, that I need to consume more. I need to experience more. And I want, I want, I want. And that comes from taking for granted what we have. We we don't value. You know, we think of God, oh God, you're just a stick in the mud. And man, when I'm just uh, with you, it's just keeps holding me back. That lack of understanding brings a lack of thanksgiving. We are not grateful. And therefore, we're not satisfied. We are discontent. And so we become consumers. Um, in, in whatever way it is, we want pleasure, whether it is in, in prospering in the workplace, whether it is making money to experience new things, or, or even just throwing ourselves into our hobbies, the things that we love to do, but they become sources of consumer. And they begin, even when we're thankful for them, we are thankful for things in spite of what we should be thankful for. And this is why I say we need to be very careful that at Thanksgiving, we just begin to list all the things that we're thankful for when all we're doing is making a list of what we are consuming. And those things that we are thankful for are actually just consuming us. We are being consumed by the idea that I'm being thankful for all of these things that I have, the blessings. We're never meant to be thankful for blessings. We are meant to be thankful for the blesser. And yet we become consumers. We begin to get caught up in wanting these things. And you see, the danger is when we take for granted what God offers us. You know, I don't have time for church because I'm doing other things that that are way more fulfilling. Be very careful. Because you are missing out on the very thing that your life truly centers around. When you don't have time for God's family, when you don't have time to come and hear God's word, when you don't have time uh, to honor God and worship together, these things are important. This is part of a heart that is truly grateful for who God is in your life. You see, when you're grateful for who God is, you make time for him you know what, I don't have a problem giving my money, my tithes, my offerings, my missions, my benevolence because I am grateful for who is, it? how can I not give? Instead of being consumer, counting, we become stingy because how can I give out? Because that goes towards what I want. And when we live a life that takes for granted, that devalues all that God is offering us, I'm telling you, for a while, you may enjoy life, And you may have some great times of pleasure, but I'm going to tell you, you're always going to end up in the same place this young man ended up in. He ended up in the pigsty. Because whether you are uh, prosperous on the outside, at some point in time, your soul is going to hit a famine and it's going to be hungry and there's going to be nothing for it to feed on because all the things of this world will not feed that core source of satisfaction for who you are. And it could be at some point, and and at some point in time, you may end up in the pigsty of life, even externally. You know what? You're not uh, uh, guaranteed a job. You're not guaranteed a family. We lose those things. And, and when our kids are gone or we lose relationships or we, we, you know, money goes away, things happen. Then who are you going to turn to? You're going to find yourself in that place like this younger son. But here's the great thing. It says he came to himself. I want to encourage you today. Maybe you're not even in the pigsty. Maybe you are still enjoying life. And maybe you're thinking... No, I don't take for granted God. You know, I love him. I believe in him. I'm a Christian. But I want to ask you, how are you living your life? Are you being a consumer of life? Or are you submitted and giving yourself to what God desires, that your heart is so grateful for God that he is your center? If he's not, I want to encourage you to come to yourself before it's too late. Come to yourself and begin to realize the great things to be thankful for and come back to them and make them the source of your treasure. Because when your treasure is found in God, no one can steal it away. The world cannot take it. Even when you find yourself in a sickbed or without money or or, uh, down and out, God will be there with you and there will be a purpose and there will be a plan and you will not be alone and you will know the hope and the joy of that gratefulness that is centered on him. Well, the second one I want to look at and and many times uh, we talk about him a little bit, but I really believe that this is another uh, uh, danger of losing our gratefulness, and our thanksgiving. And that is the older son. Now, the older son, now notice this, he still found himself separated from the father, right? He, he refused to go in. He did not get to experience the celebration. But what kept him from the celebration? And I'm going to tell you, there's going to be people that call themselves Christians, And when God comes again to call back his family for the celebration of the new world, they are going to find themselves separated. But it'll be from their own choice. It says that he refused to go in. And why? It was not that he had taken it for granted. Um, It is not that he devalued what he had. But he actually... He valued what he had so much that that it was uh, something that he expected. There was an arrogance that that this is mine. Well, of course, and he valued it. He loved it so much that he was so upset that it was being squandered because he had this idea uh, of expectation. We call it entitlement. When we feel entitled, we lose our gratitude. You see, the younger son, uh, uh, he became humbled because of of his circumstances. The older son uh, never became humbled. He was arrogant. um, And it was uh, out of not a feeling that I don't think he felt he was being arrogant. He felt he was being... The good son. He felt he was being responsible, but you know what he was being? He was being entitled. He had come to expect the things that the father had. They were no longer something to be grateful for. They were something to be expected. They were something that fell into how we are going to manage these things and, and how dare someone else treat it this way. We need to be very careful as Christians, that we don't become entitled Christians. This is very much a picture of the Pharisees during Jesus' time. They were spending all their time following God, but yet in their following of God, there was not a humbleness. There was not a brokenness. It was uh, an expectation that this is mine, almost as if they had earned it, even though They knew that they had not earned it, that everything was a merciful gift of God. And yet we do the same thing. And sometimes without knowing it, like the older son, I think many times we feel like we're being responsible, but we're so caught up with being responsible and and going about our life that we never begin to humble ourselves with the awe of thanksgiving. You see, when we lose that that grateful heart, no longer do we feel broken and and almost undeserving of the glory of God to where where we come to God trembling, saying, oh my God, let me never forget that I do not earn, I, I have not earned this. I am not owed this. And yet so many people, even in our prayers, like we we pray as if we're demanding God to do something. We we begin to manipulate God. We live our lives as if when we come to church, I'm 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 earning something. Just as much as we talked about not beginning to take for granted and and not having time for God, on the other side, we cannot make living for God so legalistic that like we are doing God a favor. This is a danger because it very slowly builds up in our heart to where we don't even realize it, and yet we are living an entitled life. And because of that, we do not have a constant attitude of repentance, of brokenness. We lose our compassion. And you see, because of this, The older brother, not only was he separated from his father, but he became separated from his brothers. We become separated. You know what? As Christians, even when we're reaching out to others, it's almost like a self-righteousness. And people can see that it's a a patronizing, oh, I'm going to bless you. Like I'm doing you a favor. But we need to be very careful how we approach others. Are we approaching them with Uh, uh, the feeling that that we are doing them a favor from God that we're representing God and look what I'm doing for you you know even like like I talked about with the our 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 benevolence boxes and how we help people we need to be very careful that we do it in the right attitude that we are broken sinners just as much as anyone else and those that we are helping we are on the same level as them we need to never become so self-righteous that we hold anyone else at any lower level than ourselves, And so we need, like the older brother, to realize that we have been pulled away from a center of gratefulness where our father is our center. You see, the father's heart of joy at his brother's returning was not shared in the older brother because the older brother had moved away from that center of his father where his father and his father's heart and business was the satisfaction of his heart. If that had been the case, then he would have felt the same joy. But instead, we become hardened. We lose our compassion for others. We begin to become critical. Be very, be very... Uh, uh, aware of criticalness when it comes up in your spirit. That first little glimpse, you need to rebuke that because every little time you become critical, even of little things, it gets a hold in your heart because the enemy wants it to build until you become so hard because you're covered with criticalness and you find something wrong in everything. So I want us to bring us back to the center. I want you to notice one thing. In both of these extremes, those that that take it for granted and begin to uh, 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 devalue what God is and what He uh, offers, so that we become consumers, or whether we begin to expect it as if we've earned it and we become entitled people, arrogant. Whichever side we find ourselves, I want you to notice the truth in both instances. The Father ran to both of them you see many times we forget this in the story we don't read it we know that the father ran to the younger son when the younger son came in repentance but notice this it says the father ran to the older son he left the celebration he left the party to go to his older son and what does it say it says he begged him to come in you see god is is running to whatever extreme you find yourself in. And his love and acceptance is for any one of us who will simply acknowledge that we're all broken, whether we are uh, the elder brother or whether we are the younger brothers. God is running to us. God is opening his arm to us. Say, come and experience gratitude and thanksgiving. Be a gracious person, and you can only experience that in the presence of God. Because God is the very source of thanksgiving. Look how thankful the father was. The father was so thankful for his younger son. But the father was also so thankful for the older son. He said, my son, my son, everything I have is yours. You see, he was so thankful for his sons, even though they were both wayward, that he opened up his heart and gave. And I think this is the key. The way that we come back from our extremes, where we have lost thanksgiving, is we begin to open our heart to the Father's heart and we begin to give ourselves. When we give ourselves to the Father the way the Father gave himself to us, we find ourselves brought back into the center of the very source of gratitude and life, and joy. So I want to encourage you today, no matter where we are, because we're all on the spectrum, we can all get closer to God. We all need to be drawn closer to the center. So in this Thanksgiving season, would you join me in saying, God, how can I give of myself more? And maybe I can give myself to other people, but the reason I want to give to other people is because I want to draw closer to my Father. And so as we become generous, we can begin to experience the gratitude for who God is. Because there's nothing that I have that is worth anything other than what God gives me. That God, as long as I have you, I will be happy. When we begin to choose to find our happiness in God, that I'm going to find my satisfaction, my treasure, in God's purpose back at home with my father I can then give myself to those around me and so as we begin to recenter ourselves on who God is and what he has given us and that our life begins to fulfill our father's business and walk in our father's way I think then We will express true thanksgiving and gratitude that will overflow into people around us. And we will be seen as people of graciousness and thanksgiving and gratitude and joy. And people will be drawn to us. And in so doing, people will be drawn to our Father. And our Father is worth all of the thanksgiving that we can give him. He is the center. He is the source. And without him, life just isn't worth living. Let's come back to that thankfulness of heart. Pray with me.